Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted and busy Catholics uh, to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass and an emphasis on the little, because uh, today we are busy and distracted, and we gotta we gotta do this quick. You ready, Jeff? Yeah, we're super ready because all right, we... enough banter. <laughs> two minutes. We're drill. so busy, we forgot we didn't record a podcast. Here it goes. Uh, two minute drill. Uh, first reading. Uh, reading one is from Isaiah. Isaiah tells us about like times there was a lot of examples of how things were awful and now they're awesome. <laughs> That's it. Responsorial Psalm. The good news is we have a banger for our responsorial psalm. My well, Lord is well, my well. Lo- the Lord is my light and my salvation. Bam, bam, just hit a button. I think, Any button. Let's just see. pick one. <laughs> hey, you loud. nailed it. It was really loud. Sorry. But you nailed it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Everybody enjoy this weekend. Whom should you fear? Um the Lord. That's right. Uh second reading, first Corinthians. Uh we we should all be united and belonging to Christ. That's my summary. It's always a good reminder. And our gospel read. This might be the first time I've been under two minutes in the two-minute drill. <laughs> Minute 15 with the, with the intro. With the intro. Our gospel reading, uh, the gospel is Matthew 4, 12 to 23. I'm going to do the long form just for everybody, even on our short podcast. Or should I just do the short form? I, I think somebody will be upset if you don't do the long form. Yeah. When Jesus heard that <laughs> Father, John had Father been arrested. Tim shakes his head. Oh, hey, Father Tim is with us. Father today. Tim is joining oh. us. I thought it was going to be a surprise when Jeff was done. But yes, do the long form. I need the long form. Okay. You need the long form. <laughs> uh, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and, and Naphtali. That's Naphtali. what had been said through the prophet. What? Naphtali. Go ahead. Naphtali, of course. Uh, that's what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who he called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. Once he said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James and John of Ze- the son of Zebedee and his brother, James, the son of Zebedee and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee mending nets. He called to them and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around to all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. Thanks, Jeff. That's a weird second half of a gospel to be left out of the, like the whole call of the apostles yeah. was outside of the short form. So that's interesting. But anyway. Thanks for doing that. Hey, no problem. Father Tim, did did uh, did Jeff get all the pronunciations correct? This is your he, favorite thing. He did after a quick correction, although who knows how they actually pronounced Neftali back then. I, I bet we don't know. That's just how I would pronounce it. So that's how Jeff like should it. pronounce it. Yeah. Did he get anything wrong? No, not that I can think of. Uh, really? You're right. It is. It, it does dramatically change what you can preach about if you do the shorter form. But the shorter form is the more direct connection to the first reading. So if you were just going to talk about that. You wouldn't necessarily need the call of the disciples or Peter and Andrew. 
Anyhow, yeah, that's but, just a big one to leave yeah. out. But what do you yeah, preach on this weekend? I will be doing the longer form and talking about the very famous line, the very preachable line that you will no longer be that you'll be become fishers of men. Um, this idea of the net, you know, the church being like a vast net or a boat, you know, the bark of St. Peter, as they used to call it, casting out into the in front of your mouth a little bit. Oh, sure. Let's see. It's on my mind. Every time How's you that? lean over, we lose it. There you go. Great. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No problem. Anyways, uh, that th- this idea of being fishers of men, of being going out and casting the nets of the church and you can talk about all sorts of things with that. There's this notion of the bark of St. Peter, the boat, the boat that St. Peter guides at, at the will of Christ and where all the fish in the nets or in the, or the, just the idea of evangelizing of casting a net like a fisherman being unsure about it, not knowing what you're going to catch, but you do it nonetheless. And there's all sorts of things can be said about the kingdom of God being established and how we grow that and what it means and yeah, stuff like that. Let it be known that I found out we were doing this podcast about, when was it, Jeff? Two hours ago? It was yesterday about this time. <laughs> oh, let me let me rephrase. I remembered we were doing this podcast about two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that that, yeah. So that's, you know, if... I, I have a question you, about yeah. th- this gospel, the the, you know, the fishers of men. That's often a a quote that is associated with, um, you know, vocation work, vocation work, priestly seminary. Like what's the difference between that and the priestly vocation versus us, uh, silly lay, lay people. Well, I would never say silly lay people, but so there, you know, there's a, all of us have you would say much, That's my, much worse my, my words, not yours. All of us have, um, all of us have the call to evangelize. It's just done in different ways, you know? So, you could look at it, you know, if you look at it as as vocational work, you tend to focus on, you know, bringing in, especially priestly vocational work, you the that the the men that are being drawn to seminary are drawn to be the fishermen, to be the 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 ministerial priests that lead those who do the work of evangelizing, but not that everyone in some sense is called to cast nets. And everyone is called to evangelize and to invite and to, you know, to help establish the kingdom of God. There's, you know, there's obviously a difference between ministerial priesthood and the common priesthood of ever, of all the, of all the faithful, of all the baptized. Um, but, but in a sense, this reading, it, it is used for vocations because there is also something to be said for, you know, the church has ministers that, that confect the sacraments and that make it possible for you know for us to continue forward in this work but to be a fisher of of men to be a you know to be an evangelist is a call that everyone has equally i would say just with different different roles within the church on how we do that do you have any fun stories of when you cast that net and you didn't get the fish you thought you were going to get oh i mean there's Fun stories of it. There's uh, first of all, there's been plenty of times where, speaking of vocations, where I'll say to a young man, you know, maybe one that serves a lot or that I notice is pretty involved in things, and I'm more of an equal opportunity just to say, hey, I think you'd make a good priest. Have you ever thought about it? And I've gotten plenty of fun reactions to that, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> no, or you know, like, why would you say that? Or like, almost like frightened responses. <laughs> Some, although sometimes, you know, that- I think. I think those 
I'll bet the first time someone would have said that to me, I would have responded in a similar kind of surely not me, Lord, shocked kind of way and, and move on. So I think seeds can be planted there regardless of the reaction. But, um, you know, I've had, I've talked to a parent before once where the mom was, the mom was like, no, he's not thinking about being a priest. And she would, and these are very, you know, faithful, devoted Catholics. And she was like, she was like, you know, I really just want him to be happy when he grows up. And I was like, oh, so priests aren't, priests can't be happy. So I was like, I'm pretty happy. And she's like, no, no, I didn't mean that. But subconsciously she did. I mean, you know, so there, there is this notion of, you know, of course there's a great deal of sacrifice involved, but in the end, it's also a vocation that brings a great amount of joy. Um, and I will say too, as far as casting nets or unexpected results, there are plenty of times where I will give a talk or preach a homily and people will come up and say, you know, Father, this one part really spoke to me. And it's either a part that I thought was by far the least important or a part I didn't even, I didn't even remember saying. Like, they missed what I meant. They missed what I was focusing on. They missed what I wanted them to get. But they got mm. something that they needed far beyond what I would have anticipated. That happens all the time. Um, did, so did I, recently, the Holy Spirit can – go ahead. Didn't you recently tell me that you had – a lady come out of church and tell you great homily and it was on a weekend when the deacon preached. Yes. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> both of our, neither, our, neither of our deacons even look like me. So I just, yeah, she, she, and it wasn't just that she said great homily. Cause then it might've been like, yeah, you don't ah. even have a mustache. Right. Cause if she had just said great homily, I could have been like, it was a great homily. Wasn't it? Like we could have both been agreeing. We enjoyed the deacon's homily. It was good. But she said, I really enjoyed your homily. To me, <laughs> so there was no amb- there was no ambiguity. <laughs> yes. So sometimes I reach people even when I'm not speaking. No, um, you know, but it, it's also true that you know there are, there are other places. I would think this is a good connection. This gospel it it connects well to another one when it shows the disciples fishing and they're not catching anything until Christ tells them where to throw the net or how to throw the net. If you remember. When he's like, throw it on the other side. And Peter's like, okay, if you say so, even though we've been doing this all day. And then and then suddenly the net is full of fish. So you can never disconnect that work with 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 Christ as the one that's truly behind it. But um, I've also always found it striking in this gospel how quickly they follow him. There must have really been something to just drop everything, your career, your, yeah. you know, and just follow him. Just because he says, I'll make you fishers of men, follow me. You think about in a normal, just on the surface level, if that was all it was, they'd be like, "Who's this crazy guy?" But obviously, so I've worked is. in ministry a long time, but I've never, I've never done uh, like RCIA or anything like that. Do you get the sense that most people that are converting to the faith it is a drop the nets and follow, or it's a longer conversion process that takes a long time? I've seen both, you know, and I, I don't know which would probably be more common that I've seen, but I've seen plenty where it is, you know, oftentimes say, let's say married to a Catholic for years and years and finally realize why am I not just doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause people can be somewhat resistant to the call too, or, you know, people go through a long journey of through other churches and just exploring and other things and they make their way here. But I've also known some who is a very stark conversion and typically because of an encounter very similar to, to today's gospel, because they either encountered Christ you know, through someone who then they felt like whatever church they're a part of, I want to be a part of, or they had some dramatic event in their life that made them reassess things and suddenly realize I want to be a part of the, you know, I want to find, find something here. 
So I've seen both. Probably more commonly, it's a it's a slower process of conversion these days, but either can cool. happen. What else you got? I, I I don't have anything else. All right. You got any it's dumb pretty, question? There's lots of there, there's oh, there's lots to unpack right. this weekend. Let's just say that. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Ask me some dumb questions. I uh, you like to fish? I have been I've been fishing like twice in my life. Most recently, like less than a month ago. What do you? Was what? this like fishing? Like you did a charter fishing trip where you got to drink a bunch of beer on a boat, and then somebody else did all the work, or well, you kind sat of. In at fact, a lake in a si- in silence with a pole in the water. I have once fished in a lake up in Michigan uh, with my brother and nephew, and it was like you know, like an actual fishing time where we had to do everything and take them off. But the most recent time was a few weeks yeah. ago it was in Florida. Sure, you for sure just turned to your brother and we're like, I don't want to touch it. No, I know. We, we, did, we didn't eat anything. We didn't catch anything worth eating big enough to eat. Most recently I was in Florida and did a, like a, it wasn't deep sea fishing cause we didn't go out very far, but like sea fishing on a chartered boat. And <laughs> the first like, I'm pretty sure he even cast the line the first four or five times and just handed me the pole. And then when I caught something, I just handed it back and was like, reel it in. Let's see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was mostly just a pleasure cruise. But, you know, uh, if that if that lady is worried about priests being happy, I feel like you should just be publicly sharing more about the lifestyle of Father Tim Wichiscala. <laughs> I think people would be flocking it's to the not. priesthood if they knew that this is how they could live. <laughs> No, it's not nearly as glamorous as Jeff thinks. I was I was fortunate to have someone offer a, a a sea fishing thing. We went out for a few hours. It was great. Didn't eat. We didn't catch anything worth eating then either. We nothing big enough, so we we threw back everything we caught. What are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, something at Gallagher's. I'm, uh, so probably wings and or pizza. All right. Gallagher's being the friendly South Side. Sports bar right next to Ron Colley. Yeah. Get some pole tabs. Pole tabs. Yeah. Great place. Great little I neighborhood. I went over on pole tabs last time I was there. It was bad news. All right. We're officially, we've, I think we've wrapped the podcast. That was your dumb questions? I wouldn't even publish this one. Let's just delete it and try again. <laughs> <laughs>